You're listening to Let's Bogart, the recreational review podcast where we rate hits by fading out before we fade in. So, whether you're here for the plot or the pod, we'll roll cameras and roll joints and curate a pairing experience both celluloid and cannabinoid in nature. Ah, buds, it's October. The leaves on the trees in front of my building have started becoming orange and red and dead and falling off, and it looks like fall, and I am here for it. I just wish this weather would cooperate and give me some jacket weather. I'm still walking around in shorts and a t-shirt because it is too warm, but that's okay because, hey, when we're smoking weed and we're watching movies, mostly we're staying indoors anyways. And I, I, I was, uh, I was excited to do this one. I'm, I'm excited that you're here today. I'm, I'm excited that we're doing an episode a week right now in October. This the whole thing started when I started pairing up horror movies with uh, strains of weed last year in October uh, on Instagram. I wasn't even doing a podcast then, but it was so much fun that I, uh, that I decided to do this. And now here we are. <laughs> So I'm 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 super excited about this one today. This uh this one is great. We have a great guest, and I'm gonna get to them in a second. We have an excellent strain. This is one of my favorite sativa strains that is on the market right now. MTL's Sage and Sour. It's a great 75% sativa. It's uh it's it's really good. Greg and I get to talk about it a little bit. He's a sativa guy, and uh, it's yeah it's it's. It's fantastic. It's uh, uh, one of the only products that's on the legal market right now in Ontario, I think, that lists uh, its CBG percentage up right and center. And I think the CBG is really great. I think that it, it makes it a sativa that, uh, you know, makes you feel uh, it, it gets in your mind, but it relaxes your eyes. Your eyes feel relaxed while you're experiencing some of this stuff. So I, I think it's a really good strain. I, I've been enjoying it a lot, um, and I was excited to get to talk about it today. We are doing. A, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. I'm gonna level with you about this movie. I I don't really suggest that you you watch it. <laughs> this is a horrible horror movie, but that's also part of the fun about watching horror movies in October around Halloween time, isn't it? That there's some bad ones. There's some ones that are just not not quite up to snuff. Sometimes a really bad movie is just as enjoyable. Uh, that being said, <laughs> I don't think that this is one of them. <laughs> We're doing Stephen King's Thinner. Which is 1996 thriller. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of promises. Uh, it's an hour and 32 minutes long. It's rated R by the MPAA. Rated 18A Canadian. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a score of 15%. And Metacritic is a little bit more generous at 33. Uh, it's it's a movie that I wouldn't have wanted to talk about unless I had my good friend, uh, who's my guest today on the program, to talk about it. He uh, has been running 
Well, I'm going to talk about him in a second. You're going to understand. Uh, he's been running this really great uh, company called Everybody on Stage. Uh, and I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about that in the intro. And we're going to talk about a little bit about it later. But it'll I think it'll make sense. It's about uh, body um, having different bodies on stage representing all kinds of shapes and sizes of people who are exist in the world and uh some of them are very talented and skilled at theater and movies and uh fun things like podcasting so guess what uh i i love that i i love that being a fat performer myself i have uh experienced all sorts of things not not necessarily all of the things that uh this fucking guy in stephen king's thinner goes through but Either way, thank you for tuning in. I'm very excited about it. Let's not dally any longer. So let's get to it. This is so this is Stephen King's Thinner MTL Sage and Sour with my friend and guest. Uh, now, Daniel, can you tell us who we have on the podcast today? All right. This is a show that I run. I run the show. How does it go again? <laughs> Hold on. I love your intro. It's so good. <laughs> I could probably do it for you at this point. <laughs> oh, my next guest is... Oh, no. I'm going to try that one again. My next guest is a dancer, singer, actor, choreographer, director, and owner-operator of his own fucking companies hailing from bradford ontario he has an advanced diploma in music theater performance from saint lawrence college his choreography work has taken him to dubai and won him a broadway world award for disney's mary poppins he's also inspiring young and -and up-and-coming whippersnappers in sheridan college and the hard house theater as an actor he's toured with trey parker's cannibal the musical currently he has formed the body positive visibility project called everybody on stage breaking down stigma asking tough questions of the industry to explore and reduce the harm done by body dysmorphia and disordered eating and the long-term effects on the health of artists and performers all while creating a platform for talented and fascinating plus-size performers right here in ontario and canada the latest venture of the company is a podcast which is called it hasn't been announced yet, which will be dropping very soon, giving you lots of in-depth content for all your stage performer and body positive needs. Please welcome the innovative Greg Carruthers. Greg, oh how are you God. doing? <laughs> what an intro, Daniel. Holy shit. Thank you so much. No oh, my God. Problem. Also, not pulling out the advanced diploma. Come on. Come on. It's an advanced <laughs> diploma. I got one, too. We don't get to say degree, but hey. That's so funny. An advanced diploma is merely a degree away from a degree, isn't it? Um, I think it just means it took three years instead of two, but who's counting, you know? <laughs> I think it just means they stole our money and didn't give us anymore. <laughs> That being said, our tuition, guys, go to school in 2011 because oh, yeah. our tuition was Way pretty better. bomb. I think I yeah. think our first year was like 2000 and something. Like it wasn't Yeah, yeah. It was it was tight. Something that like people graduating with this amount of debt, oh, me yeah. I can't, I can't imagine. even imagine. Yeah. It Wild. took me so long to work off my own like <laughs> the idea of trying to 
<laughs> with the work that I have been able to get in my career yes. over the course of to try to do like the fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, I'm like, it just wouldn't ever happen. I would just be like, well, now I have a degree. I'm gonna throw myself off this building. Can you also imagine you're sixty five and you're like, well, one day I'll pay off that musical oh. theater degree. <laughs> you know, I I still know how to do a shuffle hop step. <laughs> Come watch me, kids. Come, come. What? Bring do the it. grannies. Grandpa, like, don't do it again. Don't do it. You're going to throw your hip out. You know how you do. <laughs> I'll shuffle off to... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. So, so uh, full disclosure, Greg mm. and I uh, lived together in our first year you of sure college. sure did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really fun time. Uh, now, Greg, I want to talk to you because you yourself are a cannabis user, and part of this show is talking about cannabis use. So uh-huh. I want to ask you, what was the, the – tell me about your favorite night being high, favorite day being high. What was the setting? Who are you with? What was the consumption method? What did you smoke? Very interesting. Um, I first want to talk about the first time I got high, which was your fault, Daniel Wilson. First time I ever smoked weed was in college and we were in your apartment. This was after we had lived together and Uh we used to hotbox the bathroom because we were 21 and that's what you're supposed to do. What else are you going to do? And I'm not sure if, if I did get high that day. But because everyone else was like losing because it it was a bunch of theater kids. And so like everyone was like very good at acting like they were stoned for sure. And so I felt the need to perform. And so I think that was like those memories of being high, possibly. Yeah. Might be some of my favorites. But I didn't really start using cannabis on a regular basis um, until I was like 27. And my cannabis use was a lot of like self-discovery it was a lot of like sure it was like my brain goes a million miles a minute and so it was the first time like when i started using cannabis regularly that i had like a shut off time i had like my i'll smoke in the evening and then yeah i'm free you know so i think it's more (laughs) of a collection of like that time of discovering who i was via cannabis um that like that's nostalgia for me that's that's where it's at yeah yeah absolutely that's awesome so when you when you tend to buy do you um because you're looking to you 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 run at a a a high speed and you want to slow things down do you are you an indica smoker normally nope i go for sativa because here's the thing daniel (laughs) here's the thing i yes my brain operates real fast but Uh also i i'm a speed demon baby likes to push it Uh um Uh so i have this like this sort of like binge mentality that I'm like, I'm going to get crazy. And so that has just turned into me only buying sativas. But actually after listening to the episode with Tracy, where you guys talked about dance halls specifically from spinach, yeah, um, yeah. where it's like a CBD two to one ratio with THC. And I was like, mm. Oh, I think that's what I like actually should be smoking. That's probably cause I want, I want that like creative buzz. Cause I, I love a long walk with a cannabis high meow. That's like, that's when I, that's when I create, that's when I like plan Mm -hmm. everything. Um, and I think that's that strain specifically. Like I, I went and picked it up today because I was like, I need to, this is the one I think. And I think, I think I just sort of consume cannabis unconsciously. You know, and we talked about Uh this uh, before we started the podcast. Sorry folks, you missed it. Um, (laughs) but how like 
people obsess about wine and I'm so used to working in bars and that sort of stuff where people obsess about wine and I was a bartender. So we did, you know, everything was about the tasting notes and all that stuff. And I, I, it never occurred to me that the same applies to cannabis and Mm. that like you can tailor your use based on your needs. And that's so, that's so cool. That's so it's cool. It's a really cool thing. Yeah. 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 So now moving forward, I'm excited to explore because I don't even I don't even know what I'm smoking most times. I'm just like, this is weed sure. in my mouth, you know, <laughs> does. Yeah. The job. But when, once you get into the, the more CBD forward strains and stuff, that opens up a whole new world of uh, uh, things that you can do and yeah. ways to enjoy cannabis. I think that a, a lot of people, because I think most people, when they're getting into cannabis or trying cannabis for the first time or right. the 10th time or whatever, they they are looking for the high, the crazy, I want to, I want to like blow my head off. 100%. And Without realizing that there are, you know, there's like enjoying a a single glass of wine or a cu- a like right. like a couple right. glasses of wine rather than an entire bottle, and 100%. there's a different and there's a time and place for a bottle, but there's also yeah. a time and place for the other, and you can have very different experiences because of that. And I think that I think I, that yeah yeah that's sort you, of like that was my approach always to cannabis is it's like yeah I'm here for I'm here for a good time not a long time you know <laughs> and. And I think um, I think I smoked too much weed. I fully lost that train of train of thought. That's, <laughs> and that's it, folks. Um, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's it's gone. Baby thanks left for the station. Join, yeah, thanks for and, tuning in. Yeah, uh, it was a great episode. Words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, oh sorry. Game, this is what it was. Ding ding ding. We got yeah. it back. I go. have approached cannabis the way that like a sixteen year old approaches drinking. Uh, don't enjoy right. drink kids, but <laughs> yeah, where yeah. I'm like, I just I'll drink whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I want to become more adult and more sophisticated with my <laughs> with my choices. I'm I'm in my 30s now, children. You know what I mean? Like I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna pair my weed with whatever I'm doing. What a fun That's concept, right. you know? Sophisticated stoner. <sighs> she truly is. <laughs> <laughs> Slash will be moving forward. Amen. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. so exciting. Well, I'm excited for you to be discovering some CBD strains and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's really gonna. And I think it's I, just it's like really open the, up for me the cheapness in me, where I'm like, if I'm buying weed, I want the stuff that makes me go crazy. You know, I wanna, yeah. I wanna feel to, to till Tuesday. You know, I don't. Yeah. What's you're not getting your value if you're just not getting high. But also, you know, I have mad anxiety, so like this is probably a really good step forward. absolutely oh for sure especially if sativas are the way that you lean like i mean there's the whole thing about sativa and indica that it's like everything is a hybrid now anyways and sativa and indica are really just talking about the type of plant it is so like this sativa could make you feel energetic and but this other sativa might you know bring you down or based on your system it can be completely different too so it's like a great starting point place to to understanding cannabis but at the same time like you've done you you figure out what works for you and your system and you end up sort of sticking to that well and also like thanks so much government because like the effects that i that weed has had on my mental health journey like yeah i'm i'm pretty pissed at the government which like i'm sure is not new for listeners of your podcast but like yeah how dare you make yeah. this a prohibited product why why has it been racialized why has it been taken from us because we 
alcohol is so destructive and we we know this this isn't news why is something that has been used to help people for so long been unavailable to us it's just i'm mad i'm angry i'm processing (laughs) you know (laughs) well and it's it's a lack of i think it's a lack of education too i think that people are scared of things that they don't understand and so they end up you have to come out to your parents about smoking weed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Even though it's legal. You know, my parents yeah. came over the other weekend because we just moved and I we were going in to watch a movie and I was like, all right, and now I am going to smoke. You know, <laughs> because they even drink it all night. It's my time, baby. Yeah, that's um, right. But it's like, it was the first time I was like, I lit it like like a cat who just got caught like knocking something <laughs> over and then i i pushed it over and it was fine you know but it's scary it's a scary thing yeah there's, there's a lot of thresholds when it comes yes. to cannabis that you gotta yes. step across if you're gonna enjoy it and and help normalize it in a way because yes. there's a lot of people who use it completely secretly and they'll never let anyone know and absolutely just smoking a little bit on their balcony before they go to sleep you know but yeah uh yeah for the rest of us i, I think uh pushing pushing our parents ever so gently <laughs> having it. my mom be a part of this podcast i think has been yeah. kind of pushing her towards yeah i don't i don't think she's ready to try it yet but sure. I think she's she's and like, definitely that's, that's her choice absolutely but oh, like yeah we got to teach uh, everywhere we got to teach tolerance you know yeah absolutely. yeah 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 this is very good so greg we Dang. talked about sativas when we were talking about putting this episode together mm-hmm. and I there's a sativa that I really really love. I love smoking it. Mm-hmm. I love selling it to people when they come into the store. I just really I I I I'm a big fan of it. So the strain that we chose today is MTL Sage and Sour. So great. Great. Tell me what you know about Sage and Sour. Uh, here, here are things that I know because I love it. The woman who sold it to me told me this: uh, that it is a hybrid mix of diesel sour uh-huh. and something else. Um, <laughs> sage, sage. I wow, should have really picked up on that. <laughs> it's not always that obvious. <laughs> Something in sour. Something in sour. Sour. No, it's gone. <laughs> I also called it sweet and sour in every text message I wrote to you. So, um, I have a big chicken ball fantasy. Um, here's the thing. Yeah, no. Um, that is that's the extent of what I know. I I do know Fair that enough. it smelled lovely though. Yeah, it's got. I I I took a, a sniff of it at three stages. I I, I smelled the bottle. I smelled mm-hmm. the after the grind, and then once it was smoking, I really. It's a really strong, gassy. Like the diesel yes. in it is really overwhelming, yes. and I love the smell of diesel. So it was well. Such you a are from the, the middle of the country. That does. That's right. I, yeah, yeah. It's Reminds me of the old truck hand. stops at home. You know, oh, man, <laughs> just having some beef jerky and sipping on a <laughs> what, a, Dead. a something a pills something oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah you're on the road oh, you gotta absolutely <laughs> one for the road boys <laughs> um it's funny it was like this the lemon lime really kicks you in the face also and i yeah. got this like very specific like it wasn't jello it wasn't drink crystal 
it was like a very specific like pre-workout powder or something in my life that i've smelt multiple times and i stood i decided to i i decided to take video notes doing this whole thing (laughs) and i have a five minute video of me just like (gasps) is it is it jello no no it can't be jello and I'm like in my little panties, like just like having the time. And I'm like, Greg, why, why did this video come into existence? What? Who is this for? You have to send me the audio to this video. Oh, I might send you a couple. Some of them are. I was having a few moments during in this movie. Shockingly, I love it. I love it. So yeah, it's a, it's yeah, gassy. The the mm-hmm. lemony I, I get as an like an aftertaste to mm. like the citrus kind of like cuts through everything else. It's got a little bit of peppery, little woody. Yes. Um the uh it's like a, a 75 they they listed it as a 75% sativa, 25% indica. And I think for me like a lot of really strong sativas uh, uh, will will throw me into anxiety land or right. like get my heart racing, and especially because mostly I'm smoking to watch movies these days, like because of the podcast. Right. I don't love having like feeling like I want to get up and like go yeah. do a show or something <laughs> right when I'm sitting down to like right. ninety minutes of sedentary work. Yes. No. I I agree and, with that. I had a I had a moment while we were watching the movie that I like full stopped and I was like, "There's someone in my home," and I I like. Also had the lights turned red because I'm a maniac and I was running up the stairs and like did like a I cleared all the rooms and I was like, Greg, marijuana, you're fine. No one's in no one's in your home in the middle of Leslieville. Like, go away. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's not not a fun time. But, you know, it it is a horror movie. So it's sure. And it's sure that movie was a horror. That is very true. Edge of your seat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which we're definitely going to get into. Yeah. Um the the terpene profile is really interesting for this one. I uh, it, I found it's a really dominant terpenaline. Okay. Is the terpene in it? Terpenaline is like a at a lot of the terpenes that end up in cannabis that are regulars that keep coming back strain after strain mm-hmm. like pinene and limonene like pinene smells like pine limonene smells like like uh the wait, wait, don't tell lemon. me oh okay gotcha sorry like, you know, like that that kind of thing but terpenaline is like all of these different kinds of smells right. all combined so it's sort of piney it's sort of floral okay. it's sort of herbaceous and a little bit citrusy but people talk about it smelling fresh so like mm. terpenaline, um, the, uh, they extract terpenaline from like lilacs to put in uh, uh, laundry detergent because they want oh. that like fresh smell to come out. Wild. So that's what's the dominant terpene in this one. And according to a 2005 study, uh, it is uh, has properties that are antibacterial and antifungal. And because my lungs are- needed some clearing out. <laughs> There is some fungus in there for goddamn sure. Just getting in there and scooping her out. (laughs) You know how you like rinse things with vinegar as a natural option? I'm just going to tell everyone. Have you tried the one with terpenes, though? You know? (laughs) That's the one that's going to get Could you imagine your doctor's like, actually, okay, so uh, to treat treat this lung infection, you need to go home and smoke some weed, I guess? You know? (laughs) Could Could you imagine we got there with healthcare? How cool. 
How cool. It would be so cool. Well, and you know, there's still uh, studies that are ongoing, but there, yeah. uh, it has been shown, terpinaline specifically uh, in cannabis uh, has the ability to reduce uh, the risk of uh, heart diseases um, and inhibits the, the growth of cancer cells. So I honestly, like there is a medical cannabis uh, yeah. uh, movement uh, that has been happening for a long time in Canada, yeah. but I do see us someday being like, you know what you really need? You just need some MTL sage and sour. And guess what? <laughs> it's going to be the most fun you've ever had taking your, 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 your vitamins. It's we have no great. problem prescribing people opiates. Like, come Absolutely. on now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wild. Let's take this instead. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried Adderall? What about Montreal Sage and Sour? <laughs> I don't know if we'll get there, but <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. I I love that people assume that MTL stands for Montreal. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't for this company. Mm -hmm. Um. It actually stands for <laughs> Mad Terps Labs. No, it doesn't. Daniel, yeah. no, it doesn't. <laughs> Matt, MTL, I love you guys. If you're listening to this, That's I want so, you to know I so love funny. you so much. I recommend Sage and Sour to yeah. just about anyone who comes in looking for a good sativa. I smoke it myself. I I I don't love the name. And you know what? That's just that's it. But also you you gave stoners the opportunity to name legitimate products. You know what I mean? Well, like, and isn't that your problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I named my my podcast called Let's Bogart. Let's let's be real. It's not the greatest thing anyone's ever come up with. I we I listened like to the episode where you're the f season finale where you're describing what it meant. And I I'm not sure yeah. if you even necessarily 100 percent understood. <laughs> and I was like, this is this is the best. This is the this. If you're listening to a stoner podcast, it had better be Let's Bogart. Because this shit's funny. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah, let me tell you, the amount of people who have asked me to explain my podcast, and I've been doing it now for like what is this? August? So it's like nine yeah. months I've been doing this. Yeah. Um, and I still can't quite get people to go, oh yeah, okay. Uh, off the first one they still have to go okay i'm not quite getting it it's to do with movies yes it is movies it's it's cannabis we're pairing the two together we review both with cannabis and entertainment professionals so why is it called let's bogart it's like well it's bogart because he's a guy and it's also with okay well i'll give you an exclusive then we are okay. we haven't announced the name of our podcast but <gasps> i feel like perhaps this is the moment and you can tell me because it's not out there yet you are okay. you're the final decision if this is a good name or not so I we're discussing so we're discussing phobia in the arts and talking to industry uh -huh. professionals such as oh i don't know daniel wilson at some point um you're not gonna get him oh my gosh <laughs> how could we possibly <laughs> um so we are calling the project theater in the round thoughts oh that's fucking great Kay. i love that Thank you. I love that. Thank you. Oh, that's a better pun than mine. That's that's really. <laughs> and the Instagram I think was you available. Come up with a worse one. What? <laughs> theater in the round? Yeah. No one had theater in the round. Crazy. That's dumb. That's yeah. dumb. It well, feels like it's now. Meant guess to be. who has it? Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. <laughs> Quick scramble to get theater in the round because I haven't. So <laughs> no one steal it, please. <laughs> Dad. So. Uh, yeah, fuck, it's so good. 
Um, the other thing, the other thing I wanted to tell you about this mm -hmm. this strain, which was so cool, um, is that uh, it's one to two percent CBG. So there's CB like what? THC CBG. So it's canna. What is it? Canna, can, oh no. Canna big, bigger all. No, that can't be it. What is CBG? Canna bigger all? Canna, canna bigger all. It's canna, canna bigger all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the so, same for us then. That's exactly it. Canna bigger <laughs> I think it's really fitting. We we had to search for it, but we found a thematic yeah, we did it. We did tie it. between them. No, uh, CBG is really cool. It's, uh, um, it's thought to be uh, particularly effective in treating glaucoma oh. because it specifically reduces intro, intra, intraocular pressure. And I have trouble with migraines right. all the time. And so I like I have CBD to, to treat that. Yeah. But I do find that a lot of really like uh, limonene forward sativas get me like that headbandy kind of yeah. feeling that I don't love. Right. And I never feel that on this. I always I feel really open and relaxed in my head and but still able to. Yeah, right. Which like, like probably sounds insane to most people, but for like for theater folks yeah. who like you're like singing in your face, you know what I mean? Like that's we're right, so yeah. in tune with those specific muscles that that's so yeah. funny that you clock that that's as a so tenor when you're going for that mix. Oh when yeah, you're really putting the voice there, right up there, baby, right there in those glands. Do uh, that's when I have really bad migraines. It's all there and behind my eyes, and wild. this is specifically uh, supposed to help with that. So that's wild. It's only ever shows up in cannabis strains in, with high THC in very small amounts. But, uh, you know, little, little dabble do ya. <laughs> what? I'm not no. sure if the creators of that phrase intended that use. I, you know what I mean? No. Just the dabble do ya. <laughs> but dabs are cannabis, so, I mean, hey, dab Okay, I have never done go. dabs before, and that is, it's on my list. It's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get together at some point because I got a rig and it's oh my it's god, a yeah. lot of fun. I you, got a bunch of these like diamonds. You truly are the gateway for me. I did um what's the one with the <laughs> the volcano or the vacuum or volcano, yeah, volcano. yeah, yeah. That's some shit. Love that was great. I loved that. So I do too. I use it nearly every day. So volcano, if you're looking to send anyone anything at Let's Bogart on Instagram, just yeah, send me a like, message. I'd love. To I don't work here, but I'll do. <laughs> like I'll take one too. You know. <laughs> oh man, the volcano is a great way of uh, 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 catching some of those really uh, interesting flavor notes. Yeah. of the MTL Sage and Sour. Hmm. So. Not Montreal. For a way to enjoy those. Not Montreal. Don't even think about it. Mad Terps Labs. <laughs> I, These the guys more you say are cooking up some cool stuff. Yeah, specifically in that voice, I'm buying it more and more. You know what? I would I would like it better if it was an English person, because like, oh mate, it's just a <laughs> Mad Terps Labs over there. <laughs> I like that. I like that better. Yes, I do. Uh, oh, maybe the they are time, British. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe you don't know. Who knows? I, they're not from Montreal, so it's all very plausible. But like, 
Def Leopard is not a good name for a thing. Sure. But w- w- you you define the name by coming up with a really good product. And right. that's what I think MTL has done. And they killed it. Sour. Yeah. They really did kill it. And it's yeah. coming. It's, I just heard uh, uh, the word on the street is this oh. week they released it in 14 grams, which they've never done before. Only oh, ever 3.5. So I am very excited to buy myself a huge thing of Sage and Sour. It's going to be so good yeah it's good stuff so de- uh, describe to me uh was the was the high did you feel anything specific in the in the high of it here's the thing i felt like i was back in theater school doing like a full check-in because i after listening to your podcast i was like oh my god i just i just it goes in my lungs and then i'm like i feel funny you know like yeah. i don't ever <laughs> clock the way i'm feeling so sure i felt i kept being like i feel so smart because quite often <laughs> weed like gets me a little dumb um yeah, which yeah. i'm here for like that's one of the big reasons i take it but i take Absolutely. it i ta- I'm, I, I'm a medical marijuana consumer <laughs> um s- no but this one this one i felt very aware i was still able to do a lot of stuff and then i was yeah. like i am a little i felt myself a little um impaired cognitively at moments sure. especially because here's the thing daniel i started watching the wrong movie <laughs> <gasps> oh no and then what had movie to did you switch watch? okay the movie we watched is called thinner Yes, a, a 1996 Stephen King film, <laughs> and I started watching The Thinning, starring <gasps> YouTuber Logan Paul. Oh no! <laughs> and I didn't realize that this movie because it starts off and it's the mo- the plot of this other movie is that uh-huh. they're they do a test and then whoever gets the lowest five percent on the test dies. Um. Oh. <laughs> It's like population. Just kill the, me now. The the government is like tasked with reducing the population by five percent. And so first off, I was sure. like, "Damn, the '90s were so racist." I forgot about this. Turns out the movie was made in 2016. Oopsie doopsie. And somehow Turns I didn't clock that this racist. 1996 film might look different than this very well shot 2016 <laughs> 4K film that I was watching. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I was. Uh, it, it did make me a little, a little loopy in the head, but I, I felt very relaxed. I had very little anxiety because I was having a pretty anxious day before that, and it really, yeah. really just smoothed me right out. So it did, it did its job. Yeah, I really feel like Sage and Sour zeroes me in. I, I don't mm. love. It's, it's a bit strong for me to want to do work on oh, it. No. Like yeah. I, I would rather have a CBD strain to be able to concentrate on the work that I have to do. But I'll tell you, for watching a movie and zeroing in oh. on the movie, this is a really, really great strain for me. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Holds my attention. For right, sure. Man. Well, would, would you buy uh, Sage and Sour again? Oh, 100%. I'm going to go yeah. buy more for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. <laughs> Amazing. I would too. All right, man. Well, that brings us to the end of our first segment, which means it's time for our first game. Oh, wow. Oh, my. <laughs> now, this is a game that people know what, who, what people know. <laughs> this is a game that I invented in my garage. Um, it's called uh, In It to Minute. In It to Minute. Where you, Greg Carruthers, have 60 seconds to tell us all of the events that happen in Stephen King's Thinner. Uh, 60 seconds is not a long time. You got to get a beginning, a middle, and an end in there. Greg, are you ready? I'm ready. 
All right, 60 seconds on the clock and go! Okay, here's the plot of this incredibly fat folk movie. So <laughs> there's an actor and he's he's upset because he's fat and oh, that's the worst thing in the world. So everyone around him is telling, to, telling him to lose weight. He ends up um, going to this event. They come home. He hits a woman with his car. <laughs> his wife is blowing him and somehow doesn't get a concussion from this massive impact and she didn't Yikes. she didn't hurt herself at all so then no. he kills this woman um a, a, a gypsy i don't even is that the word we're using i don't think so he we runs can say over. nomad thank you the yeah, this traveling this traveling group of people yeah um they uh he gets a curse put on him he loses a bunch of weight he like binge eats all the time, but somehow magically loses weight until he gets to the point where he's going to die. And then he kills his wife and doctor and ultimately child with a puppet pie from the Jim Henson workshop. And the whole thing is a lot. It's a lot. Time it is a lot. And I'll tell you what, there's no one in the world that I would rather talk about this god awful movie with than you, Greg. So everyone stick around because when we come back we're gonna find out what me and Greg think about Stephen King's dinner. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for tuning into the program, buds. I hope you're having as fun a time as we're having. I'm just going to interrupt for a second and talk to you about a little something that we here at Let's Bogart think is worth paying attention to, and that is... That's Greg Carruthers' company, Everybody on Stage. They're a not-for-profit whose mission is to break down stigma and fat phobia in the arts. They aim to reduce the harm done by body dysmorphia and disordered eating on the long-term health of artists and to encourage positive representation of all body types on stage. They've been working very hard to accomplish visibility for performers of all body types and have produced think piece videos, dance videos, spearheaded short film projects, uh, and they're now producing their own podcast. So there are, there are a great many ways to get involved in this excellent, excellent cause with this new and exciting initiative. Uh, if you're a performer, they're always posting their auditions regularly on their website for any projects that are coming up. They've got one going on right now uh, uh, called the Cell Block Tango, which is going to be very cool. It's going to be uh, uh, having a bunch of fat performers uh, and, uh, uh, performers of all body types uh, talking about their experience with uh, their bodies in the theater industry and making a video out of it to sell block tango lip shits <laughs> no one's gonna I don't think they're gonna sound like that lip shits but imagine if they did that would be very fun uh, anyway, if you're not a performer, you don't have to audition for them. If you want to support, you can go to everybodyonstage.com slash donate. www.everybodyonstage.com slash donate. There's a chance for folks who come in all shapes and sizes to get their chance to show their skill sets off. Not to mention the breadth of the human experience. So for everyone to enjoy to support, audition, check out why they are becoming known for their high-quality productions by visiting them at their website, everybodyonstage.com. That is everybodyonstage.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now, back to my conversation with the very one and only, very one and only, Greg Carruthers. <laughs> now back to the show. Holy shit. So, Greg, I'm going to tell you, I because I suggested this movie, and 
this is because yeah. it's it's it, it's Halloween. We're in, when this releases, it's going to be October. This is going to be a big like uh, horror movie thing, and I love horror movies. And I'll yeah. tell you what: when I was a child, this movie played all the time on Space Channel. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, late I believe at night, that. It would, and they, the ads were horrifying. I remember being so scared as like a seven or eight year old. Yeah. Looking at like, what the fuck is this theater movie? And I remember seeing the VHSs on the uh, uh, the video store rental yeah. shelves and shit. And just being like, what? what is that movie? But never having seen it. And so I suggested it having not watched it. Yeah. But I knew that we would have something oh, to talk yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This movie did not disappoint in that <laughs> regard. <laughs> it certainly if, gives us a lot to talk about. If you need a case study for things that have not aged well, this <sighs> tops out that list, baby. And in so many ways. Oh, like they, they run the gamut. Yeah. Oh, man. They cover a lot of ground for an hour and 32 minute movie. I'm like, yeah, I guess if you're not telling a good story, you can kind of jump around and make fun of just about anybody. Can't because you? what was the plot of that movie? <laughs> what was it? So, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I, I've been thinking a lot. I'm trying to I'm trying to become a writer. So I've been writing yeah, a lot. And I've been great reading writer. a lot of books about. Thank you very much. How is that uh, but I. I uh, 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 I'm trying to learn about story structure and story like pitch, like movie mm-hmm. pitch specifically. <gasps> and I'm trying to go like I'm trying to think of what what is the pitch to this movie? Like, because I understand that they have the book, uh-huh. but I'm like, how do you? I, here's the thing. Studios? I think someone who I think someone was like, we're gonna have so much fun with a fat suit, and that was it. That's what greenlit the whole thing. They're like, wouldn't it be fun? Because the makeup in this is not terrible. There's a lot of really good makeup. And I think they were like, we haven't won a makeup Oscar in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I think (laughs) there had to be like some, some reason that this got pushed through because making a movie, folks, if if you've never tried to make a movie, making a movie is not easy. Getting it, getting it approved, getting someone to buy it. This thing really got bought. And then it got really made and then really edited and then really promoted. You know what I mean? Like this had Hollywood behind it, baby. And I just it really is a time capsule, though, for like the 90s and what diet culture was back then. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was also that what I what I really hated about the the fat phobia in this movie Mm. is the um, the setting up of weight loss and binge eating mm-hmm. both as the like you know when the the genie gives you your wish and you finally get what you've always wanted but then it turns out that it's not what you always wanted because yes. you're tricked it's really set up as like no this isn't this great this is what all fat people would want it's, um, and uh, it's it was really a really uh, it was a movie and um yeah i don't i don't know that i'm ever going to encourage someone to watch it but no specifically if you um if you struggle with disordered eating in any aspect like please don't watch yeah this movie. but no. trigger warning jesus but if anyone needs a case study for i've said that so many times today if anyone is looking for a point of reference for like how fucked up the media is about fat people mm. hello this is a swan song right here yeah putting a skinny actor in various fat suits and having and, him just and he was really just like skipping around town 
And, and no fat person has ever moved the way he waddled in that fat suit. Yeah, yeah. it was very reminiscent of James Corden in the recent prom movie where he's like oh. he's playing a gay man. Yeah, yeah, and they it's like the icing on the cake where they wrote a special scene for the movie that's not in the musical where he comes out to his mom. It's just like James, that voice is so fucked up for 2022. Yeah, it's 2021 still. Um, but it's <laughs> it will be fucked up then too. And you added the extra layer of him coming out to his mom, which he obviously has never had that experience. Um, This felt very similar that way where they're like, okay, now like just like skip around in your fat suit and make it jiggle. You know what I mean? And they, there's a moment that they cut to a fat actor for like, he was Uh in the shower or something. And I was like, Oh, right. I forgot like how fake and bad this fat suit is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not great. And you know, the, the, there's a thing with like nineties movies or earlier where HD didn't exist back then. Mm. So you didn't have to make the makeup look that good. But then when they, when they take the, the best version of the actual film they have and process it for digital. Yeah. It like, it completely, (laughs) you see all the lines where where the makeup starts. All of it. And like, (laughs) trust, it was real good for the nineties. You know what I mean? Like they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But boy, oh boy, it does not age well. Um, Something that was really odd. I don't know how. Are we going like right from the top? Is this how we're going to do this? What's your. I mean, we can bounce around. Okay. I don't give a fuck. D- did you ha- clock this weird moment where it starts with like this weird sex joke in like the very first scene? Because he like comes downstairs. She like hands him his blueberry smoothie, which like, whoa, that alone was <laughs> triggering. How many times have I had yeah. that smoothie? Uh-huh. It's like gray, you know. Um, Gross. But then she makes makes this weird sex joke. She's like, you always wanted me to screw me with your takes off her child's headphones looks directly they cut the camera cuts to her and then she says like you've always wanted to screw me in the back of your car and like she like takes off her child i was like what is where does this is where this is starting what a weird fucking movie (laughs) i was like did um oh god what's his name the one that we don't like he did the he married his daughter god oh woody allen Woody Allen. I was like, is this a Woody Allen classic? What's happening here? You know? P.S. My notes from this are just, Daniel, you'd be so mad at me. We used to watch movies in college, and Daniel would be like, that's Val Kilmer. And I'd be like, who? You know, like, I don't know anyone from anything. So half my notes are like, that's Snape. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Or like, that guy looks like Rick Moranis. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anyone from anything. And half my notes are like, my mom loved him in that show. Like, I'm so useless. Sorry, folks. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the main actor that mm, we please. had at our disposal is named Robert John Byrne. And I just want to start with him because yeah. he, I, I think there's two there's two unforgivable things that he is doing as an mm-hmm. actor in this movie. The first is being the fat it. acting. Yeah. <laughs> being, being a part of this thing at all. Having sat in the makeup trailer, looked in the mirror and gone, yeah, let's that's, film. That's the thing, too. He was in the yes. makeup chair for three hours a day. Minimum. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even when he got skinny, because then he was gaunt and they had to do oh, like every that bitch single was day beat. with him. Drag queens, yeah. look out. That was yeah. a contoured cheek, mama. Yowza. 
So the fat actor you talked about, the waddle, he does the the eat the way he eats everything about it is the, so the in- offensive. It's specifically the intense breathing. The like uh, I'm like he sounds like a dog eating too fast. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, like yeah. Oh, that was that was a lot to watch. Yowza. Yeah. But the second unforgivable thing, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's unforgivable as a human being, maybe as an actor too, but as an actor, he also, at some point in the movie, starts like horror movie acting. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, 100%. there's nothing happening in the scene. There's no conflict. There's it's all manufactured, but he's like looking over his eyebrows like yeah. Michael Keaton and thinking that it's doing something for him and making it really mysterious and spooky. Yeah, like it's not it's inexplicable. He's acting like he knew he was in a Stephen King movie. You know what I mean? Yes. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> already like there's spooky music, bitch. We don't need you to like be the most. <laughs> this is film, you sir. Just, like, you should have better yeah. training than this. Oh, surely. Surely you should have better training. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Was I'm sure not, he's very no. proud of this performance. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, what does he get to do? Like, uh, this in the story, and I guess this is jumping to the writer, who's Michael sure. McDowell. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think that his character is so despicable right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even if you didn't pay attention to the fat phobia, even right. if you were like, okay, hook, line, and sinker, this guy's fat because he's awful, and awful because he's fat. I get yeah. it. Let's go. Even if you buy into that, he is not nice to anybody no one does not love his family Mm -mm. he doesn't care about his co-workers he murders someone and it never even dawns on him to have a moral question in his mind should i have been doing that he's immediately for the cover-up let's just cover it up and move on this is a 2d character in a fat suit it's so embarrassing that this exists you know what i mean yikes and and so it becomes, it's an hour and 32 minutes. But it's a long it movie. Inter- really interminable. Every time, I was like, this has got to be the end, right? I took and two breaks. I, could, I yeah. couldn't sit through the whole thing. It was a lot. <laughs> and then, and the when, racism on top of it. Oh, okay. My. Well, yeah, so that's the next we'll thing. There. We'll get there. Yowza. It talked about, they, they, they use the word constantly and describe all of these people as gypsies. They are... Uh, from nowhere, like the no one's accent is matching anything. It just seems no. to be a oh, caricature no. of a made-up thing in a white person's mind. Yeah, there was something they said specifically. They said something about like, um, those women are gonna give all the high school boys the clap or something, and it was just uh-huh. like a very like you know how people like make weird jokes about someone going to prison and them getting raped. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, don't drop the soap. Ha ha. It's like this like weird mm. trope that exists in every crime drama ever. It was like yeah. this weird, like, well, I guess he guess they're gonna be pedophiles and give them all the clap. Like it was just like so, so backwards. And like, I don't I mean, I was six when this came out. Is this yeah, what yeah. the 90s was really like for you adults? <laughs> I need I need answers. You lived in that world? Crazy. No, no adults are listening to my podcast. You're right. <laughs> Uh, adults raise your hands <laughs> yeah right dead ass there's gotta be someone in here raise your hands I <laughs> hello 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 yeah. 
No, they specifically, someone has a line of dialogue that is, I wrote it down. <laughs> they, oh, they don't, you shouldn't let them in here. They bring crime, disease, and prostitution. <laughs> I was like, oh man, we are like not even 15 minutes into this movie. It's like 15 minutes. It's like they broke out the breaking news headline lexicon and they're just like what are all the buzzwords uh uh rape uh, murder and uh, uh bad stuff like <laughs> the whole thing just was so lazy it was if you're gonna be yeah, racist the, in the absolutely. 90s like have a point please be specific oh like have these people be from somewhere <laughs> somewhere somewhere that was you know yeah Jeez, and everyone please. was like vaguely white also i just i had no idea yeah who, like it was yeah it was really messed up and there was yeah, points where the, i was like the, i don't know if i can keep watching this because it's like yeah it's hard it was a hard watch yeah it was, it was a lot michael constantine is the guy who played the old the old man the old nomad man and honestly uh, if i had to sure pick greek. a favorite he's what <laughs> he's he's greek oh okay but if i had to pick yeah. a favorite of someone who was committed to this movie yeah that man that man was committed Sure um was. and he he knew what he was doing there but also like he yeah. knew what he was doing there you know what i mean like ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, yes, ooh. yeah yeah he was collected a paycheck for sure oh, there was Lord. you know what there's a couple of people in this movie who i was like oh stage actor absolutely yeah, yeah. the for um sure. the the judge was it the judge yeah, one, one, I think it was the judge who had a really, like, was able to speak very well and swiftly and he's using in, all what of is his he consonants. From? He's from, yeah, he's I, from, like, Bones or, like, NCIS or oh. something my mom was, like, really into. And, like, <laughs> he didn't do the what's-his-name with the glasses. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't absolutely. go that far. But, like, yeah, this yeah. character is ripped from that TV show. Like, that oh, is, absolutely. that's just the way he is. And it's... And I, it made uh, me like weirdly nostalgic. And then I was like, oh, but you're saying so many things that are not okay. <laughs> yeah. And the other person who I, th I was like, oh, stage actor. And honestly, I was like, you know, for what she's been given, she's mm -hmm. doing a great job. Is Elizabeth Franz, who is the wife of the uh, the guy who turns into a lizard. Yeah. When he goes and visits her, she just oh, has that one scene. She has the performance of a lifetime in this movie. And he is just like, like acting, like trying to have something horror going on in his yeah. eyes yeah. while he's like talking to her. And I'm like, it's so not specific. No. It's so general washy. It's yes. playing attitudes. It's really not good. But then she comes in and her, it's so over the top, but it's also so committed yes. and so That woman specific. was grounded. That was. Oh, like a laser. So great. Like now I want to rewatch that scene because she was so good in that. Yeah. And it made you realize like the, the tripe that you've been watching up until then because everyone else and the fact that everyone seems to be on a similar wavelength means yeah. that the director, right? The director yeah. is obviously definitely the problem. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. he's telling them to do this stuff. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. What's what's Not his that Tom Holland? <laughs> Do you know what's his deal? I'm now uh, giving you work. Sorry. I know. I want to ask him what his deal is too. He <laughs> didn't do much after this. Tom Holland, call in. Tom Holland. If you're uh, listening. He he went on to become a very busy Spider-Man. And then uh <laughs> he's, no, he's rethought know. his entire life and uh <laughs> 
sick of doing thinner, man. I just want to <laughs> swing webs. <laughs> no, but uh, Michael McDowell and him, the writer mm-hmm. and the director, did not do a lot after this after this release. I I I, I didn't look because I wanted to find out on the show. Yeah, but like, yeah. what? How did this get received in well, the, in I'll the th- day? <laughs> Unless I'm skipping ahead and feel free to. No, not at all. Let's talk about it because I'll tell you what. Um, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and you know the difference between them? Mm-hmm. How rot- Yeah, yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes, it's like if it's good at all, then it gets the good rating. Right. And if it's, you know, bad. Whereas every, the Metacritic one actually tallies what they give it in terms of stars. Three right. stars out of four. Okay, well, that's 75%. Copy. So Metacritic has it at 33. <laughs> and Rotten Tomatoes has it as 15% positive ratings. Can I say something so, controversial yet brave? I think that's Please too do. high. I think that's way too fucking high. <laughs> Holy shit. That thing was you almost know, unwatchable. It really if was. The, the makeup truly saved the day in this. Because <laughs> there was nothing else worth to. watching. Nuh-uh. I'll tell you, who said something nice about it? Chuck O'Leary from Fantastica Daily said, a constantly absorbing little chiller directed by the underrated Tom Holland. Who also did, uh, he did do uh, Fright Night and Child's Play, which I think okay. are both awesome yeah. and crazy, like heightened For sure. movies. So yeah. I get, I get, I guess where he's coming from, but it just did not work for this story. Yeah. And the person who wrote the review, read the room, because you didn't write yeah. that comment in 1996 also, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That that guy went on to praise movies like Shallow How um, and <laughs> The Clumps. <laughs> the Clump. That was a moment in time, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's It was real fun for skinny people to just try it on for a day, you know? Isn't that? Do you want to be able to take it off at night? Do you remember? I think it was Tyra. Tyra did. Uh-huh. She did a thing where she put on a fat suit and was like, no one will look at me. And I. She oh, was like God. praised yeah, as being brave that. and whatever. God. The oh, folks, boy. Gen Z's, you really missed out on time. The 90s and the early O's were just a nightmare. Such a fun time for everybody. Yeah. Yikes. Ugh. And uh, Malcolm McDowell, the, who wrote the script mm-hmm. to Thinner, also wrote Beetlejuice and <gasps> the Nightmare Before Christmas. No, he didn't. No, he yeah. didn't. And then he. And then he wrote this movie and then didn't write anything for 10 well, years. Here's the th- and also like Hollywood's a real years. Hollywood. It's a real Hollyweird is a real place. You know, it's like I also wonder how many people have at this point in their career had been like swept up and chewed up and spit back out. You know, like maybe the, this is we're <laughs> yeah, catching people plenty. in crisis, perhaps, because that's the only way yeah. I can justify this movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of people having a crisis. Absolutely. Collectively. There was a lot really of drugs involved. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, honestly, yeah, coke like that's the thing. We were we I was smoking cannabis, mm-hmm. but I I I was like this is fueled by cocaine. That's right? I had the no thought the entire excuse. time. I was like yeah, we yeah. there's a lot there's bulls all over this set because yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. giving you like a 300% performance. 
<laughs> yeah, way too big. With like negative 300 material. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh-huh. But but it, it had the grandiose experience that someone was like, this is my magnum opus. You know, like <laughs> someone really believed in this project. Yeah. Well, and there, it's really, I, I get the feeling it's very self-congratulatory yeah. throughout the process. Yeah. I like the one, the one shot where he gets the, 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 uh, slingshot through his hand <gasps> yeah. and then he brings the hand up over oh, his yeah. eye and looks through it and it holds on it for one, <laughs> two, three, four. I'm like, yeah, it's the, it's the eye through the hand yeah, shot. We've all seen cool. it before. Yeah. 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 100%. The whole movie felt like that too. They were like, yeah. they, they did a lot of shots of like, look at the fat suit jiggle. You know what I mean? Where yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. you guys are so proud, proud of themselves. this. You're so mm. proud of this. Some of the, that being said, the, the makeup that he wears when he is like being cremated or whatever his deal was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, where was that makeup artist doing the rest of this? Cause that no was phenomenal. That's Oscar worthy. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. That fat suit was pretty brutal though. That was that was three pillows and a couple belts. You know that was that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. It was just oh, they just put it like a suit over top of you know those like sumo suits that people <laughs> wrestle on the beach with at camp. It was just it looked like that. It yeah, was just and he he was just puffy. You know what I mean? He yeah, like puffy. there was no. It's like when you watch a movie and they're all drinking coffee, but there's clearly nothing in the cups. That was this whole movie. He was just kind of like floating <laughs> through space in a way that a fat person couldn't possibly move. <laughs> but so so greg being who you are and running the kind of company that you run yeah what is what is the problem with portrayals like this in media because the the fat person making fun of the fat person or realizing that we can hate the fat person mm-hmm. because they're fat mm-hmm. is like a, it's a trope that gets oh, used a lot they love it yeah it's yeah and it's not new you know what i mean like this stems from this is always fat people have always been entertainment from like you know barnum and whoever his pal yeah yeah um you know they've fat people i think yeah (laughs) i'm glad they got zach efron finally put those elephants away though that's that's good (laughs) thank god um but it's like you know fat people have always there's been like the world's fattest man or like the woman with a beard. you know what i mean like people are because like people don't see fat people every day or they didn't back in the day they were like something to be gawked at and something you know people i think people just love someone who's in a a different position they are than they are and they like to look down Mm. on people this whole movie Uh is just for people to be like look at this fat fat fatty who can't get it together you know and it it gives people power to be like well i can control my eating i can do this Mm -hmm. i if I'm getting weight, I can just go on a diet. And what mm. people don't realize is that, like, not ever, not all fat people are created equally. Yeah. If, if you and your entire family are all like t- tall, thin people, there's obviously genetics involved. Personally, sure. I come from a family that is all plus size people. You know, mm-hmm. it's I. I am genetically disposed. I have a genetic disposition to hold on to weight, or there's a lympho there's a lymph issue or there's a pancreatic issue or whatever and people people get to grasp onto this thing as something that they are better than you for having control over your eating which yeah people 
don't necessarily gain weight because they can't control their eating. There is people who suffer from binge eating disorder, and sure. that is also a facet of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Disordered eating is the number one killer of all mental illness. 10 to 15% of people who have an eating disorder die from it. And there are more than a million people in Canada right now with an eating disorder diagnosis. And as we know, disordered eating is a big old spectrum and not everyone has gone to the point where they require treatment, you know? So this is something that like movies like this reinforce that fat people are bad and fat people deserve what comes to them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the thing that people don't necessarily understand with what we're doing with everybody on stage is it's like, I don't need I don't need an all fat cast of a show like that's not where we're going. We're looking for people just to like look at me like a normal person, look at me like a person who can fall in love. Like even in this movie, she's obviously been fucking this dude behind his back the entire time. You know what I mean? Like this is his like diet doctor or whatever he is. And she's been screwing him the whole time. And like, of course she has because he's fat, you know, that's right. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Society loves hating on fat people. And it's like, it is the last acceptable prejudice. And, you know, fat people have to buy two seats on an airplane because they can't fit into one. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, it's ingrained. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And just like, let people live. You know what I mean? You have (laughs) no, you have no authority to police my body or anyone's body around you. So stop it. Just stop it. But it's everywhere. Fitness, beauty, it, it's yeah. it's a societal issue. It's not just this one movie, you know? No, no. If we got rid of thinner, we'd still have a lot of work to do. Oh, but yeah. It would be a good start. If, if this, and that's the thing. How can I still buy this movie? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying censor the world, but like, yeah, yeah. do we need this one? You know? Yeah. Is anyone really calling for another viewing of thinner no one has ever gone oh my gosh they took thinner off netflix because it's never been on you know what i mean like no one asked for this anywhere (laughs) and like stephen king like you know jesus man we don't we don't expect like he's a he's a a white man so like you know we should have maybe seen this coming but like (laughs) stephen king sir you're still you're still putting this on the world i don't know yeah I don't know. Well, and in the 90s. But yeah, it, it was the 90s version of Scarlett Johansson's uh, I should be able to play a tree if I want business. Like, God. It, but that's the thing. That's why this whole movie is fake and inauthentic is because you have a thin person who's trying to comprehend the experience of being on a diet. This pro- man's probably been on a diet his entire life. He probably knows more about nutrition than anyone else in that room. You know what I mean? Yeah. As fat people, we educate ourselves so intensely to mm. to to not like I there's there's a, there's a lot of things. One thing, for example, is like the scene where he climbs up the stairs and he's like <gasps> grasping yeah. for breath. And it's like, no, no, no. If a fat person climbed a set of stairs and happened to get winded, yeah, yeah. you wait in the vestibule. You take a few deep breaths yeah. and you walk into the room. No fat person That's walks right. in the room and is like, I'm here. Like, it just doesn't happen. That's not one. Yeah. Because it, it's unacceptable. I remember, <sighs> I remember my, my, 
dad, I love my dad. My dad <laughs> was like asking me for help moving. So I was, I was helping him move something big and we were going up the stairs and I did get winded. Yeah. And I was like, and I was doing the thing that I think fat people will absolutely identify with where you're worried about seeming winded. So oh you're God, trying yeah. to like control your breath. Yeah. Somehow be I became like, an Olympic runner. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 If I just go slowly, they won't realize that I might be out of breath carrying this fucking like vestibule up the stairs. Yes. And he was like, he was like, Daniel, you really shouldn't be this out of shape. You know, you really should be able to carry this thing up. And I'm like, dad, I am helping you right now. <laughs> Carry this think fucking thing. The words you're looking for was thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and they want they want it to be like it's it's in a loving way, but they yeah. think because yeah. they're like, Well, I, I care about you and I care about your health and I want you to live for a very long time. So I just this is all coming from a place of, of love. Course. Of course. Like, but uh, it's just not if, helpful. If anyone has to combat that at any point, look into health at every size. It's this movement because there's a lot of fat phobia in medical in the medical profession. There's a lot of bias. Yeah. I, if any fat person who's ever gone to the doctor, I went in the other day because I was like, I got this like, you're welcome, listeners. I've got this little rash. <laughs> and she's like, well, do you think it's maybe related to what you're eating or maybe perhaps your body's running warm? And I was like. Can I just have a cream, please? Can we just skip this part? <laughs> and then even even then, though, the cream they gave me is supposed to last for two weeks. I have a lot more skin than whoever is supposed to have this cream because I've run out. And now what do I do? Do I go to the you have to take a thing for they say two weeks. You Refill take it for two weeks. Script, yeah. Now what? Now I have to go and be like, Jeez. can I pay more for a little more cream? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of bullshit in the medical profession towards fat people. Yeah. Um, but this isn't news. There's a lot of biases everywhere in the medical profession. But that's true. Yeah, and, and I guess you, you know this movie in particular does not handle the, the to put it lightly. This does not handle the the journey of uh, a fat person very no. very well. But it also doesn't handle um, human beings very well. I wrote down this one bit of dialogue yeah. that really made me laugh, and I don't think was meant to <laughs> sure, be sure, sure. this funny. But someone is on the phone, and uh, he's calling the is it the lizard guy or whatever. He's yeah. calling someone to be like, hey, can he come to the phone? And it's our, our good friend, uh, Elizabeth Franz, his wife. Queen of my heart. Who answers and she goes, he can't come to the phone right now. He blew up. But it's good news. Billy always wanted to be cremated. <laughs> I'm like, someone wrote that down and someone said that on set. Can and I everyone was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, another favorite line of mine that I wrote down was... <laughs> I want you to stop digging your grave with a spoon and a fork. Oh, and I just scream laugh that. And then another one of my favorites was she. Oh, God, where is it? Um, they when they were describing, I forget. I mean, I took these notes high, so who knows? But I was taking Man. they were doing something where they're like, we need the computer to do it. And that was like <laughs> the that's like the end of of what the description of was of the process is like, we got to use the, the computer. computer to do it because <laughs> back in the nineties, people were like, Oh, you got to use the, uh, that's computer stuff. People used to say they worked in computers. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what a time capsule. And I just like, I locked my ass off. That's very funny. Yeah. My, my, my last note that I wrote down 
on, on this movie as I was watching it was yeah. just what a hateful movie. Hateful. This, this movie seems to hate everyone like from from the characters yes to fat people in general mm -hmm. to uh eastern european nomads yep. to uh women oh. to like all of the stuff with women and sex in this is so backwards and hateful. It's just a hateful movie. Yeah. And not only that, but it hated the actors. Like, having to put them all in those makeups have got to have taken so much time. Hated the the story, like, the characters themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No one loved themselves in uh, this movie. And you gotta wonder, no. like, what I want to know the writer's relationship to their own body. Because I'm very curious. If this was written yeah. by like a skinny person who hate just like genuinely hates on fat people, or if it was someone who has gone through the journey of losing and gaining weight and like has come oh, to the other side and, and like the... is self-righteous. Like, I just don't know what motivated this movie. And I have a yeah. lot of questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just like, of course, one thing I forgot to talk about was when he gets in this gunfight with mm -hmm. the the nomads. Yes. And of course, the curse from the white man from town is a Yikes. fucking gunfight. Like, it's a little on the nose, folks. <laughs> it's a little much. I don't know. It's just like the whole thing. I, I'm yeah. curious. How did this movie make you feel, Daniel? How did it like? I know I'm you're interviewing, but like, it, how did it sort of? It bummed me out. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. really bummed me out. I was, I was honestly, I was so excited for a 90s uh, uh, horror movie. Oh, and yeah. I, Pure the, nostalgia. The plot is thinner. So I understood. I was like, yeah. I'm going in knowing that this is probably not going to be dealt with. Sh this um, isn't a love letter with to be empathy. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You could have, if, if they had even... I don't know, like made him uh, even slightly because I, I was I was trying to figure it out. And I was like, this isn't like Macbeth, like because it seems to be like it's it's the tragedy of right. this guy. Right. But yeah, but we don't care about him. No, we sort of want him to die. <laughs> so as a viewer, I'm trying to go like, what are we, what is the hook? that is right. keeping me inside this story. And I think if he had just been a little more moral right, and really thought about like, what did this all mean? And could this be good or could yeah. this be bad? What should I do? Even the pie situation is a great piece of, of writing. Yes. I think like you can give the thing that you have to somebody else and that way you won't die. Yeah. Um, and but of then course it takes it to, place in the form of a pie. Of course the oh, fat guy kills sake. someone with yeah, a pie. You know what I mean? Here's my problem. Like obviously this is a comment on like eating yourself into the grave and like you sure. know you will die if you continue to eat this way. Yeah. But Ah, oh, damn it, I did it again, Daniel. <laughs> I did that thing where I like really had a good thought and now it's gone. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna come back. I'm very, I'm very it's the 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 yeah, the fucking pie. And that they saved you know what I did appreciate was that the pie seemed to be the only I kept waiting for, okay, when are they gonna do the animatronic? Or mm -hmm. like when are they gonna do the puppet or whatever? Right. 
And so much of the horror of the movie was makeup. And I was like, that's actually kind of like old school and yeah. interesting and cheap. Yeah, oh, like yeah. Easy, e- way easier to film that than fucking, you know, make this thing look like it's a bubbling pie or whatever. For sure. But the fact that they used it on the pie, like they wasted that bullet or they saved it all the way until the third act and then made it just so that this pie looked kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It looked like there's something going on. It's uh, it's connected to the bowels of hell or some something. But like, it was just like this weird bubbling, like something that you'd be like, that shouldn't do that. Yeah. And no one would eat that pie. No. And there was a lot. And yeah, there was a, like the daughter eating the pie. Oh my God, I was like, no. could this be more predictable? A. B. He just killed it with a pie. You know what I mean? Like B, uh, B for me is that we that might be like a like a horror moment right if we got any sense that he cared about his daughter even for a second in this movie 300 and here's the thing like, fat people like name all your favorite mean fat people fat people <laughs> have been conditioned to be overly nice we adopt comedy oh, we adopt all these things yeah. to like make us more palatable to the world you know, this this yeah. person's not a fat person. No, no, no fat no, person mean. would act like this. No, because not to be generalize friend, people. It's already. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. If you're if you if you truly look, if you know a fat person. Yeah, this isn't a fat person. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Oh, uh, yikes. Also, yeah, his doctor, though, being like. <laughs> Whatever your diet on, you're on, you can stop now. The man lost a hundred pounds in like three weeks. Yeah, what are you talking? About? That's your level of concern. Your diet's no, that's working. a major problem. So many people said to him, "Whatever diet you're doing, d- never stop Keep doing it." Yeah, <laughs> and that's like it's that's a level that's a level of weight loss that should be like medically concerning. One hundred percent. That and is so a man who lost his entire body him. weight in a blink of an eye, and your doctor's like. Mm, you're looking so know, fuckable. Up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, Have thanks. you got a new suit yet? <laughs> you really should buy thing. new clothing. Like, good. <laughs> and also, when he pulls up his stomach and he's like, it's like his, like, he's full beat. He's like, this is uh, his. Yeah. He's snatched to yeah, the yeah. to the grave. And he pulls yeah. up his shirt to show, like, his concave stomach. Uh-huh. Anyone who has ever lost weight, your skin does not bounce back that quickly. That man would have had to have a lot of plastic surgery to get the extra skin removed from his body. That's right. There's just so many plot holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my issue with this movie. It's just not yeah, the plausible. Plot holes are- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'll tell you what. It wasn't plausible that this movie was going to be very popular, but it was made on a budget of $8.5 million. <gasps> Yeah, no, I mean, I guess the million. makeup's expensive. I guess, <laughs> but like, oh, and they sh- it, it looks like, like they shot it in Barrie, Ontario. You know what I mean? Like, how well, could this have cost that much? <laughs> and it's 1995. 8.5 million goes a long way in yeah. 1995. Yeah, for real. Wow. <sighs> Worldwide, if uh-huh. you had to guess oh. how much money this movie made, what would okay. you guess? We have to remember that Stephen King is involved in this. So, like, that's already. That's right. The Stephen King name is big in 95. 96 God. when it comes out. Okay. 
I this is the thing. You have an unfair advantage because I don't even know what what were movies in '96 grossing. But I'm yeah. gonna say a hundred million. Is that crazy? I don't, I yeah. honestly have no idea. Because a million dollars buys you like a shack in like a Tobacco. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah, a million dollars means thing. nothing to me anymore. No, and a hundred million dollars today for a movie is is what is bare minimum. Right. You're trying to make a billion right. with a, like a comic book movie or whatever. But right. Rule of thumb seems to be you're going to spend this much money on the movie, and then you're going to pay exactly that amount to market it. Sure. So you want to make more than double your budget copy to be able to make back the money. Look so at you, businesswoman. Good for well, you. Let me tell you. <laughs> $8.5 million, and they made worldwide $15,315,484. So not a commercial not, success. No, no. But I'll tell you, those residuals on the Space Channel uh, uh, showings <laughs> that they were doing when I was growing up, they must have made something back. That, I mean, and like, you know, the Space Channel wasn't necessarily where you went for like prime content. You know, so like it it makes sense. This was on Space Channel, but also like someone yeah. was like, "Yeah, this is the one we need to buy." It's it had to have been cheap. You know what I mean? They're like thinner, right? <laughs> they they like that stuff, right? Stephen Trekkies King's the trick. Stephen Stephen they King. Don't. Stephen King was having a bad day when he wrote this. He was not yeah. feeling his like. He like maybe had some extra pie and wasn't. He's feeling bloated. He had a lot of feelings. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He yeah. was cut off in the grocery store by a fat person who was like, You're right. was just like oh, You're right. I could just make that person thinner. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, I must write brilliant. it now. Oh my god. Call Hollywood. <laughs> Claire, I had an idea. Hold my calls. Also, like, could you imagine being his wife and you've like pushed out children and you've like maybe oh. there's some residual weight? And your husband wrote a book called Thinner? Honey, oh, I you mean. need a curse or something? What's going on? <laughs> he puts it out like right after he has children. He's like, just so you know, here are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, was, uh... Here are my thoughts on fat people. Yeah. Ah, uh, Steven. Guys, the 90s were a time. They yeah, were a sure time. Were. They, they were a time. What and a time to be I alive. Can't, I can't overstate enough. The racism in this movie is it's really crazy. Yeah, it's crazy yeah, yeah. you're right you're absolutely right they hated everyone and they wanted to they were having a moment yeah this was and a bunch of temperamental children like stomping around yeah <laughs> we're gonna make awful characters they're gonna be awful to one another and they're gonna, and we hate them and they hate each other and then they're all gonna die <laughs> what a, like, they, like, the writer's room for this was what does everyone hate what do people <laughs> collectively hate you know well, and especially from a, 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 a like, I mean, Stephen King, whatever. But uh, uh, the the uh, adapter, uh, he, he'd written Beetlejuice and uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I know that Beetlejuice is kind of a wild time, but there there's still empathy for the characters yes. in that script. Yes, one hundred percent. Beetlejuice Nightmare, doesn't work. He's he's like there's redeemable qualities. This character yeah, yeah, yeah. was just fat. If you had to, yeah. if you had to, the, I am sure that the casting breakdown for this said could fit in a fat suit. And that's like the entire, <laughs> that's, if you describe this character, fat, period. Yeah. Angry yeah, yeah. fat. That's his whole life. She's, she's, his wife is trying to give him roadhead or whatever. And he's just like, I just can't stop thinking about food. I'm like, <laughs> that is not, that's not a thing. No, no. Let me tell you. 
the the blowjob might have distracted me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I might have my stomach might have curdled for a moment. You know, it might have it might have been calmed by yeah. receiving fellatio while driving a car. <laughs> Your body has other senses. It's <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. So this uh, this movie was uh, was was really something. Um, do Do you have anything you want to other? Uh, I I've, I feel like I don't. It's I don't. A terrible movie. I don't think that anyone else has dissect, dissected this movie ever before. Probably we've thought more about it than <laughs> anyone has since 1996. I would like to wager even before 96 when this movie came <laughs> out because zero thought went into this. Zero zero thought. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, buddy. Well, that brings us to the end of that fucking segment, uh, which means it's time for another game. You ready to play this game? Okay, hit me. What are we doing? This this is called. There's a, a, a rapid fire round called Reefer Madness. <gasps> Reefer Madness. Okay. This is where I ask you a bunch of questions. You just give me your opinions. Okay, Dad. Okay, it's all go. cannabis related, movie related. It's great. That makes sense. All right, here, here we go. Are you a we already answered this, but are you a sativa diva, an Indicana Jones, or a hybrid or dibrid? I love this. I now aspire to be a hybrid or dibrid. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and this one is a sativa, but it's you know only seventy five percent. Yeah. So you add a little bit more indica into that and. Yeah. Get yourself We're going. cooking with sauce or something. Absolutely. <laughs> I've not been able to recall, uh, like, th- like turns of phrase. Oh, colloquialisms are gone. I'm so tired. They're gone. <laughs> They're gone. I also think it's just like, I haven't talked to people in a long time. You know what I mean? Like, this is probably yeah, the longest conversation I've thing. had about something. I'm, I'm just shocked I have this amount of focus still left in my soul. <laughs> Oh God, me too. Um, favorite movie featuring cannabis? Oh, fun. Um, oh wow, that's hard because there's not a lot of examples. Okay, that's true. And I've never seen *Me for Madness*. That's it's it's tons of fun. Honestly, I need to. If you get super high, it's it, it'll be it's it'll be a blast. We'll okay. watch it with Dan Thompson. It'll oh be fun. yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, that'll yeah. be great. The best movie that in- includes weed. God, why can't I think of anything? Hit, hit me with a couple titles, Daniel. <laughs> like uh, uh, some people have said, uh, uh, Harold and Kumar. Sure. Some people have said uh, uh, Cheech and Chong. Uh huh. So, some people have said, uh, uh, oh, what's the link later? Um, Dazed and Confused. Okay. Um, I've seen. That. What else features cannabis? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Don't tell anyone. Did you see? Um, uh, there's got to be. Other There's got to be something. Have cannabis in it, right? I I am you know, so I sorry. I tanked this question for you. I yeah, no, that's that's yikes. okay. Let me think about it, and we'll 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 come back to okay. it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back because there's got to be other movies that I'm not thinking of. What other movies? Uh, you know what? Did you ever see Super High Me? No. Okay. Do, so you know Super Size Me? Yes. Okay. So also haven't seen it because that just sounds triggering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares about that one? But the cool <laughs> one is Doug Benson, who's a stand-up comic. Yeah, I love Doug cannabis. Benson. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So he made Super High Me. So he does 30 days smoking cannabis all he wants, <gasps> and then 30 days where he doesn't smoke any, and he like 
tests his reflexes and tries oh. to like he goes to Comic Con to meet uh, uh, Spurlock there yeah. to try to like meet him and high five him for his movie and be like I just made a parody movie of your thing it's what we know dead oh I'm gonna good. watch that that's that's my yeah, answer that's the one that's the one go. I love I love it <laughs> fictional or real person you'd most want to smoke with <gasps> oh wow okay. This is going to be so annoying and cliche, but it's going to be Gene Kelly. I that that is a brilliant brain. There's a lot of obviously yeah. some bullshit about him, but um, sure. That person really changed the musical theater that we know and love and yeah. was a monster. And I just I need to know how his brain worked because that's that. fully aspirational. Because he that's did everything. He did everything, yeah. every aspect of everything that he was in. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, sure it's cool is. Brain. Fictional or real place you'd most want to smoke? I think it's Grand Canyon. I think that would be because I've been there. Ooh. We drove like three yeah. hours and I was like a big hole in the ground. But doing it high, I could you imagine like skydiving over the Grand Canyon fucking high? How fucking I want to fly. Uh. If once one day when the technology exists for us to fly, that's what I'm doing. I'm getting stoned and I'm flying over the Grand Canyon. That's it. (laughs) I love that Uh, movie that would be most improved if only the characters smoked cannabis. Oh, that's a funny question. Um, (laughs) Huh? Okay. You really chose the wrong person for a movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's like? What's even a movie that I've seen recently? Greg, come on. Um. Oh. Okay. Wait. Oh. No, that wouldn't be good. I'm like qualifying my answer. I was gonna say Into the Woods because that's already a trip, but it's also not a movie, and Ooh. I don't want to make this about musical theater because I hate musical theater. It turns <laughs> out. Um. Okay. Grease is a terrible movie. But follow yeah. me on this one. Okay. They were obviously like the T-Birds were obviously dabbled in marijuana. Yeah. I want to see this whole thing as like a marijuana fever dream. And like, Ooh. could you imagine they're like, you know, the musical only exists because they're all stoned out of their brains. And like, it's just I someone like that. fully tripping. That would be great. Go grease lightning. <laughs> but in their mind, it's all the harmonies are there and they've got a choreo. I'm also I furious that. that my references were Grease and the other one that I said. <laughs> and Into the Woods. God damn it, Greg. That sucks. Ew, I hate No, that. it's great. It's great. I think Woof. both of those movies would be improved. I think if you got Sandy and the witch together and just had them smoke a bowl, I think they could figure some stuff out. I mean, the correct answer is like, Wizard of Oz because Wizard of Oz oh, is crazy already. Can you imagine yeah, that yeah. thing? Could you imagine being <laughs> in Wonderland stoned? Oh, that'd be oh, fucking that cool. That would be so good. That'd, that'd be, be so fun. fun. Yeah. Can you make the sound of your favorite consumption method? Oh, okay. Oh, that's a fuck. Was that any one. good? <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I loved that. Smoking oh, joints. That's, that's what that was. <laughs> that's exactly it, right? <laughs> Sublingual, I think. Was yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Okay, so I don't know if I should say this. Anyway, I was working on a show once in the uh-huh. maybe more recent past, and there was a bong uh-huh. in the show. 
and it was a very pretty bong and i stole it um and then i posted it i was like i took a smoke from it and i yeah i took a i'm a big weed smoker i took a smoke from it i ripped on that bong and i meant to send a video to my co-workers on that particular project and i accidentally made it public and perhaps the students uh that were in that production (laughs) maybe saw that and i am now telling it on this podcast greg what is wrong yeah i love it if you can piece that together (laughs) come yeah i'll I'll give you 20 bucks for the bong you know i love it (laughs) all right don't go anywhere when we come back we are going to hear from greg brothers whether he puffs or passes on bitter i'll give you two guesses stick around Right, Greg, welcome back. We oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> I know it's been such a short time between the last time that we talked and now, but absolutely. Uh, uh, to be honest, we, we uh, I, my computer died while we were trying to do the other outro, so this is a brand new outro for everybody. Ugh, coming in hot, <laughs> coming in hot. Um, so, uh, uh, Greg, this is the part of the mm. show where we puff or pass on the movie. Ooh. And the movie that we watched is fucking Stephen King's Atrocious. Thinner. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, puff or pass, buddy. Puff or pass. God. Um, puff or... I'm gonna... I'm gonna probably go with pass. Yeah! In fact, I would encourage no one to see this movie ever. Uh... <laughs> As long as they live. Yeah. I think is yeah, yeah, that's probably my my firm stance on it. Yeah, we can let this one die. There's other Stephen King movies that have risen to the top. In fact, I hated it so much, I like feel like I need to petition to make sure no one else sees it ever again. Don't you know watch what I mean? Thinner. It's not good. You're not going to enjoy it. I understand that we picked it for the video that you're we're talking about on the yeah. podcast today. Yeah. But uh, watch literally anything else. So, okay. So, fair. Uh, we. So, listen. So, somebody. Mm-hmm. What did we pair with it again? I don't even remember. I'm so high. Uh, it was MTL, not MTL Montreal. Sage and Sour. Sage and Sour. That's yeah. right. Mad Turp Labs. Mm-hmm. So, somebody has some Sage and Sour, Greg. And sure. for God's sake, we don't watch, want them to watch Thinner. So, don't what get me else should they watch that would be a good pairing with Sage and Sour? Um, I have really. This isn't a movie necessarily. Is that acceptable? Sure. Is that why not? Okay. Um, I've been watching Nora from Queens lately, starring Aquafina, and if there is a TV show to get stoned while watching, it's that one. It's like Tuca and Birdie meets Broad City, and it is everything I've ever wanted. That's so. Awesome. That's the one. That's awesome. The one. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Crank with Jason Statham. Because Sage and Sour, I think, is like, it's not anxiety-inducing, but that movie is. So watching that happen, it's a crazy, crazy time. It's it's nonsense. It's like, if you go see a Fast and Furious movie, you can't expect it to be, like, realistic. It's just, like, stupid. Yeah. But (laughs) very fun and quick and stupid. Very fun. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So Sage and Sour, Crank, or watch some Nora from Queens. Get some more Aquafina in your life. Get, don't we all need it? Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, buddy. I uh, oh. uh, where can where can people find you, and where can they find uh, everybody on stage? Great question. So you can follow me at Greg Crothers on all social media platforms, and then 
Everybody on Stage is at Everybody on Stage everywhere. You can check us out, www.everybodyonstage.com. And if you're feeling fancy, everybodyonstage.com slash donate. We're a, a grassroots organization and could really use the support. So feel free to check it out. Absolutely. Thanks for appearing on the show, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to maybe chat with you in the future. Ooh! Ooh. What could that be on? <laughs> Perhaps on a new podcast that's launching uh, very soon, September s- sometime. And it's called Theater on the Round, at Theater on the Round on Instagram. That's such a great name. Ch- ch- check it out. Oh, yeah. If you're not listening to Let's Bogart, you better be listening to Theater on the Round. Or heck, there's a lot of hours in the day. Do both. Do both! What a pairing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, months. that's it. That's the program for today. Oh, man. Brutal. Stephen King's Dinner. Don't watch it. <laughs> or do. Whatever. It's stupid and fun. Uh, is, is it that fun? No. There's got to be a better one. Honestly, like any other Stephen King. There's a ton of great Stephen King. Go watch Carrie. We did that in an episode with Gabby Grace last season. Go watch The Shining. Stephen King didn't like it. But you know what? Uh, did Stephen King like Thinner? Fuck. I hope not. No, don't watch Thinner. Watch watch a better movie. There's got to be... There's there's better movies out there. There's got to be. <laughs> watch... Uh, you know what... Uh, you know what... Uh, uh, recently I just saw... Uh, again... Was uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. <laughs> Why don't you watch that? Go watch uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Take that MTL Sage and Sour. Uh, smoke into the hilt. Just, uh, yeah, maybe pair it up with a better movie than, than we did today. But I hope you enjoyed the conversation anyways. You can follow Greg at Greg Carruthers. A big thank you to my friend JJ Thompson, who did all the music that you hear on the podcast. You can follow him at JJ and his dog. Also, you know what? He does amazing uh, wedding music with his partner, Alyssa. Uh, you can follow at JJ and Alyssa. That would really help them out. Get some, get them some uh, uh, wedding gigs. They do some great music. You need some music at your wedding? Get on it. You follow everybody on stage, at everybody on stage, on Instagram, Twitter, all the things, YouTubes. They've got a TikTok now. Go follow them. You can also follow Let's Bogart on Instagram and Twitter at Let's Bogart and uh, at Let's Bogart on TikTok. We started a TikTok. We've only got one video up there. It's fine. We're going to get more. More and more as these episodes come out. Uh, I'm so excited to be bringing them all to you. You can find me at Daniel Williston on the Instagrams and the Twitters. Is there a movie you want us to do? Is there a... Uh, we're thinking about Christmas movies right now. I know it's 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 October and we're talking about horror movies, but uh, we're booking for December right now. So if you have an idea of a great uh, a great uh, uh, Christmas movie that you think we should do, drop us a line. Go to at dang, uh, www.danywilson.com slash let's-bogart. Leave us a message or on any of our uh, Instagram, Twitters, all those things. Uh, it's so good having you uh, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Greg. I love Greg. I think Greg's doing some wonderful things. And I'm excited that he's uh, bringing some awareness to representation in the arts for bigger folks. To tell you, being a bigger folk in the entertainment world, I think that it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. It's creating opportunities for people who might not otherwise get them, especially post-pandemic. Um, 
just uh, uh, giving opportunities to young artists who are coming up and who haven't had uh, the opportunities to shine that they could and should get. And Greg is providing those opportunities, so that's great. Go follow him. Uh, that does it for us, so thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, 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 subscribe. Leave us a review. <laughs> it helps us on iTunes. It'll be great. And tune in next week when we bogart once more. It's, it was really a really uh, it was a movie and um, I don't I don't know that I'm ever going to encourage someone to watch it but specifically if you um, if you struggle with disordered eating in any aspect like please don't watch this movie but but if anyone needs a case study for I've said that so many times today if anyone is looking for a point of reference for like how fucked up the media is about fat people hello. This is a swan song right here.